0: Need to make a call? Look for a police call box. That's where you'll find Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast from Electric Surge. Two on Who is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and I'm here with the hosts of the 430 movie, Steve Melching, Darren Dockerman, Ashley Miller, and Mark A. Altman. And now you can watch us on the Electric Now channel, available on Distro TV, Zumo, and Stir, and soon on the Electric Now app. Check us out wherever you watch podcasts. <laughs> Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and
1: this is Darren Docterman, and we are the Inglorious Trexperts.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> this is exciting. And and t- t- before I even tell you what we're going to be talking about, I want to introduce you to our special guest for a very special episode. And of course, I'm talking about a co-host of the 430 movie. He's a writer for Star Wars Rebels, The Clone Wars, Rusty and Big Guy the Boy Robot. It's Steve Melching.
2: Hi there. Happy to be here. Steve, welcome back. Happy to back. beam aboard.
0: well i'm glad that you are so energized okay (laughs) hey now (laughs) wow and of course making his return engagement it is the writer uh producer of such shows as lore and fringe and uh black sales he's also a writer on thor and x-men first class it is of course ashley edward miller uh i too am thrilled to be beamed today you're beaming. You're positively I'm just beaming. beaming.
2: So set phases on sun. You know, normally oh, we oh.
0: normally we, we like to stick to talking about Star Trek. But recently we had the success with a show with Erin Gray. We talked to her about Buck Rogers and, and and touched on Star Trek. There is a show that was inspired by Star Trek but has not gotten the attention it deserves. I think because it's not really widely available. Right, yeah. um, You know, they never remastered in high def. So I think I have the last version I have is a standard def of right. the episodes. And of course, I'm talking about the 40th anniversary of uh, the short-lived Galaxy Quest television series, right. which premiered back in 1979 and only lasted three seasons uh, and went off the air in 1982.
2: A, a series inspired, obviously, right. by Star Trek
0: but yet beat both Star Trek The Motion Picture
2: and Star Trek The Next Generation onto screens. Yeah, right? but a lot that,
0: of people don't remember it. You know, again, I think it's because of lack of access, people young, they don't go back and watch the special effects, now are a little dodgy. Oh, wow,
2: yeah, little?
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> They're
2: almost like uh,
1: BBC Doctor Who level at times.
2: Let's
0: not be
1: insulting them.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> and it was funny <laughs> because cool. it was an interesting era because you had... You know, this is the era of Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. and uh, Logan's Run the TV series, and Planet of the Apes the TV series. So even then, there was a lot of IP excitement going on. Right. And then you occasionally have like Man from Atlantis, and then Galaxy Quest sort of slips in there right. um, at the last moment. At the last right. moment, yeah. the end of the 70s. It's really more of a 70s show than 80s show. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, it's very much like uh, what happened with
3: Battlestar Galactica. I I think, mm -hmm. A, nobody knew what the hell it was they were watching when it premiered. I think, B, a lot of people looked at it and said, as in the case of Battlestar Galactica, oh, it's just kind of warmed over Star Wars. I think at first glance, people thought Galaxy Quest was... Warmed over Star Trek, and neither of those comparisons were fair. I think Galaxy—it
0: it wasn't warm at all.
3: It, no, it was no, <laughs> it was cold. It was very cold in space. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think also, you know, it was very forward-thinking in the time because, you know, of course, they talk about, you know, Gene used to talk about, oh, they wouldn't let me have a woman on the bridge, which is how Mm -hmm. I get to keep Spock, but I got rid of number one. But Gwen DeMarco was such a vital part of Galaxy Quest from the very beginning. Sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Tony Madison was there on the bridge, you know, interpreting the computer at every turn and being a liaison between the the world of uh, technology and computers
3: and the real world of human beings. And sometimes it was a stupid job, but it was her job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit because you know a lot of our audience isn't familiar with the show; right. they've never seen it. Um, and the last release I think was on Laserdisc. Yeah, I have it on Laserdisc. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there was the one famous. Of kept my Laserdisc player? Yeah, they
2: put two episodes on a disc, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't even think they got all ninety-two episodes on there, or the, you know, the lost ninety-second right.
0: episode. Well, right. you know they, what's they weird? Stopped. Why don't uh, maybe you can answer Why don't they have the clip show? Because yeah. they put out all the episodes except for that one clip, but that yeah. was a regular episode. Yeah. The yeah. clip show like you know it, it it's like when 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 Jason is trying to teach them the the, the important humanities on trial yeah, and right. he's showing yeah, yeah. scenes from pre they're scanning his mind and well, you the problem seeing was that
1: all these scenes that he's talking about actually weren't in previous episodes mm. right? right you know I mean, they had to generate, you know, almost 50 new visual effects for this episode, I mean, for this they supposedly no bottle show.
2: No
0: made a clip show yeah. without
2: any, like, actual clips. clips. Yeah. They right. were, like, made-up clips. Yeah.
0: because The I, audacity of that. I thought, because it wasn't on the laser list, that I, I, I was imagining yeah. it. But then I went back and did some research and saw that it was an episode, you yeah. know. And yeah. it was a sort of Kafka-esque kind of... Thing yes. with humanity on trial, and then looking into his brain and seeing all the these amazing things, He's that
2: tantalizing are glimpses into adventures that we had never seen. <laughs> well, right yeah. some of it. I have right? to say, so,
3: uh, you know, about ten years ago, uh, I was part of an ill-fated effort to bring Galaxy Quest back to uh, back to television. Right. Yeah, um, we all were. We did a yeah. we did a panel. Some of you might remember. We did a panel
2: uh, to announce it yeah. at the uh, San Francisco. Oh, I Under remember Conference. when you guys did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was
3: so much fun. We were so excited. Excited, um, you know, we were really looking forward to working together. You know, we had like I think David Nutter was was uh, was attached to uh, direct the pilot, and there was a guy like every pilot like he ever made uh, went to series, um, just an amazing track record. It it all just kind of fell apart. But... Darren had done this brilliant design for the new
2: starship and and a proof of concept shot, visual effects yeah. shot to help we us sell the, it to the
1: studio. The, the, the NSea Protector Three, yeah, mm. uh, and nobody
3: one or two. Yeah, well, of course, but, yeah, you well.
0: Know. Now, was the entire but, original cast going to come back for the show? They said that they would. Well, that was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was actually getting some of those people to come back or at least commit so that we could make creative decisions that would help push the show forward. But I will tell you that the clip show, okay, now we all thought that they had completely just pulled you know, all of those clips. They were supposed to be original material. But from like what I saw, it, part of the problem is that Uh, They were pulling things, um, some of them from deleted scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. from episodes right they thought that was going to be their cost saver that was the original big idea of how they were going to put this show together and make it work but as it turned out like in that era of making television you didn't exactly save all of that stuff right, right. that was like long before the era of nonlinear editing it was you know you had to actually go back into the archives and find this and they just didn't have it all right mm. uh, and somebody decided you know what like maybe it'll just cost less money if we just shoot everything new turned out no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Didn't cost less.
0: Well, again, for people who aren't familiar with the show, Steve, what can you tell us about sort of the origin, the genesis of uh, uh, the original Galaxy well, Quest?
2: Yeah, of course, it was created by the great Frank Ross, right. who had a, a, a career in television as a writer producer for many years before that, and in a lot of ways, his his journey to television was echoed Gene Roddenberry's. Yeah, he was a veteran, you know, of uh, the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, uh, and the Korean War, actually. And uh, he was in the Army, and uh, he had done a lot of drugs in Vietnam, which was part of his mind expanding, right. you know, that, that helped.
0: Too much LDS. Too, Too much LDS.
2: To forget his
1: experiences from the Korean War. E- right. Exactly, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. Um, and, you know, he wrote a lot in syndicated television mm-hmm. and uh, was approached to uh, to create his first Original show, and he he wrote a pilot, uh, and it was originally conceived uh, as a western. It was right. called West Quest, right? Famously, and they had actually shot the pilot, the right. whole pilot, West Quest. Um, but that's then... not on the laserdisc, though. I've never oh, seen no. That. no, 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 no. Can no, no. no. you can, can, can you see it. the Paley Center?
3: You know, I don't know. I've never looked in the Paley I've Center. I, it,
2: it might be lost I think... to history.
3: I think there's a copy, but there's a rights issue. Like, yeah. you basically have to go into the vault to yeah. be able to see it. They mm. can't actually exhibit it. Or go do... to Comic-Con
0: and buy it. on the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And okay. you
2: can't bring a notepad or anything in with you to view it. I, I think it's one of those. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But the
1: problem is that um, by that time, Westerns were completely dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it didn't sell. And 1979? Yeah. Nobody's doing
2: Westerns. No, no one know? at all. So it was rewritten right. rather quickly. As a naval adventure called Navy Quest. And it was going to be about a team of Navy SEALs Mm -hmm. on a submarine. But of course, you know, studios at the time still, even though westerns were out, they still had a lot of their backlot assets, western mm, towns. Yeah. You know, Universal had their Western Street, Warner's Ranch. You know, there there were yeah, several Mel- West Melody, standing, Melody Ranch, Melody Ranch as well. had a uh, western set. Yeah, so the sets were available to do a Western Navy show, though not you know, so much. No, they, I mean they had the Lagoon at Universal Studios. That was famously the you know the Pacific right for McHale's the entire Navy. Entire Pacific Ocean for McHale's Navy. Yeah. <laughs> And so they have those water tank assets, but you know, building a submarine and, and doing all that was just way too expensive with, for television expensive. at that mm. time. Yeah. So of course he's like, Wait a minute, what's popular now? Space. Space. Right. Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica. You know, the Echo Star Trek was, was doing well in syndication. Mm. So it was quickly rewritten as Galaxy Quest. And the studio did have a lot of props and costumes and, and rubber mass left over from mm. uh, some space movies they had been making. So they were able to
0: bring those to bear. Uh, you know what kills me? What really annoys me? <sighs> I didn't watch it in first run. Like I think I either was watching Dark Room or like mm-hmm. Time Express. Remember with yeah. Vincent And it's like I was. I totally missed it. So it wasn't a lot like, of people didn't watch. It, it wasn't in first until run. like the lasers came out. And I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. That I said, oh, I'll, I'll check it out. And then
3: you know, it's not. It's not
0: great. Well,
2: it didn't. It never really aired in syndication. There was some weird legal rights that prevented the show from airing a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would sneak on every once in a while. You mm-hmm. know, to like you know, some local station after midnight might show it. Right. You know, I missed a lot of them too. My family moved. Uh, My father was in the Air Force, and and, uh, we had moved during a period when the show was on, so I
0: missed a whole bunch of episodes. But I got a question because I remember there was like Selectivision, there It was one disc. It was like Mm. two episodes combined. So what was it back like when they were doing stuff like Destination Moonbase Alpha where they cut things into two parts? What was that?
3: The Fires of Uranus, parts one and two. Yes! Yes.
0: Right. Oh, so it was like "Bringers of Wonder," where they combined it to right. one two-hour exactly movie. Right. Like that. Yeah. Well, what yeah. was that about? Because I don't remember that at all. That
3: okay. was awesome. That was one of the great cliffhangers of all time. Yeah. I mean, I spent an entire summer, and I could only think about your for an okay. entire yeah. summer.
2: Right. Well, it had that great cliffhanger line. You, right. know, it's, From you know, years later one. we had you know uh, "Best of Both Worlds" part two and "Next Generation." With you know,
3: you yeah. know, we've. We've engaged the Borg. Right. Fire. No,
2: but back in, you know, I'm sure you remember this. The great cliffhanger line. Yeah,
3: it was uh, Commander Taggart, Uranus, it's on fire. And then cut to black. Right, that's funny. Brilliant. No, the whole show was brilliant. I was lucky enough to catch it, the premiere, 1979. I remember because I was a huge Pittsburgh Pirates fan.
0: Mm. It was game
3: seven of the World Series up against the hated Baltimore Orioles. Those guys. Uh, and the game got rained out, yeah. and this thing pops up on my television. And I was actually angry at it. Like yeah. there was a part of my eight-year-old right. brain that thought it was Galaxy Quest's fault yeah. <laughs> uh, that the game had been <laughs> rained out, and I wasn't going to see my pirates play. Uh, and honestly, by the end of the episode, I was I was utterly charmed. It yeah. was like that in Star Trek for me. Well, so- the the edit of that
1: two-parter for the theatrical release was very odd because they actually cut that line out. Yeah, yeah. and it. I mean, it it flows directly into the into the second thing, and there's you know, you, if you hadn't seen the original versions, you wouldn't know it was missing, but there it was, and it. I think the edit was a little
0: bad. It was terrible, frankly. It's funny because we were at I mean, uh, at Vegas at the Star Trek convention mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and uh, I could have sworn that the actor, you know, that Guy Flegman was there. Oh, you know, no. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, but it was just some guy from, like, Next Generation who played an alien. Oh, but it was, like, no. who, who who oh, I like, no. had a twin brother and played an alien. Like I was like, oh, I thought that was Guy. Wasn't he need
2: uh, the guy that had the stand-up comedy... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. guy kind who of had to stand
0: yeah. in a so. So, so anyway, so look, so, that, so tell well, us a show, little- Well,
2: the you show know, premiered uh, with the episode, oh gosh, it was called uh, The Blue Winds of the Moon, was right. the original right. pilot. So it, it premiered in September 1979. Was not a ratings- Wasn't even on hit, the radar. No, no, it was like- Were you the know, critics not kind to it? I don't even think they renewed the, it. The I mean, reviewed it. Even it, even noticed so it. Yeah. it. It was so Yeah, It just
3: kind of appeared-
2: and it was it was struggling down in like below you know the 60s or 70s right. on the ratings chart which you know and that's really bad for although in right. t- today's today, you know 5 6 million viewers a week that's a top 10 show so right how did get re- yeah. why did it get it renewed it. well it was because of this world series right. thing mm-hmm. it was languishing for the first you know month or two until it replaced the game that's on right. the world series and suddenly all these people saw it and they were just have their TV sets tuned. In those days, we didn't have remote controls. You know, you had to get up and go change the
1: channel. You were the remote control.
2: Yeah, sure, exactly. The remote <laughs> control. control.
3: Hey, kid, get up ten, and go change the channel. So channel. people yeah. just
2: had the TVs on, like your family, Ashley. They just left the TV on, right? And it, the the show just came on, and you just you know, it's space like Star Wars was still fresh in our minds. Right. Battle stars, like, eh, you know, let's watch the space show. And it was like a top ten show that week, right. and people just kept coming back for more. Well, it
0: was better Quark. Yeah, yeah, you
3: know. that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: you know, because I mean, it seems like all these shows were like you know trying to rip off something, but this, I mean, even though there was a Star Trek influence, it, it, it was a lot. It seemed like it had its own thing going on. I think you know more so than say something like Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. It, it, it just seemed like it was a little more adventurous. Certainly, the characters were more interesting right. when you say
1: right. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: I mean, you, you know, you've got. You know, Jason Nesmith's portrayal of Peter Quincy Taggart, right. you know, the stalwart captain. But Who got
1: he, the role by accident. Yes. Totally <laughs> by accident. This is a <laughs> great story. Do you to want to tell the story? Um, I, I think he was going to a uh, uh, an audition for, I think it was One Life to Live? It, it, Some, it was Ordinary People. Oh, Ordinary oh People. God. Ordinary oh People, the Robert Redford movie. Right. But he went into it's the Tim wrong the office. The role, right? Yes. Yeah, wow. He, he went into the wrong office. The wrong casting office. And he, he got realize? lost on the lot. He didn't realize it. Uh, And so he tried out for this role, and he got the sides,
3: and apparently he didn't notice. Right. Um, But... He nailed it. Yeah. Actually, his audition is—he—he uh, he was off book for his ordinary people audition, and he just walked into the Galaxy Quest audition, and he did the scene from Ordinary People. Wow! And that's how that he
2: just got knocked their—you know—Frank Ross's socks off, and he's like, "This is our yeah. Commander Taggart." That's
0: right. So now, it, it, you know, Ordinary People. What about Ordinary Aliens? Uh, Alexander Dane. Oh. I mean, you know, if there's anything people remember from that show, it's his performance.
1: Well, yeah. Frank Ross uh, saw him in, I think a. Uh, An off-Broadway production. Had he had he come to the
2: states yet, or was he still in London? I don't remember. He saw him Uh, on stage, though. Yeah, it was. It was either in New York or maybe maybe on a trip to London or
1: something. And he burned the scenery so much, I think, actually, literally. Um, (laughs) uh, But he apparently was so magnetic to uh, Mr. Ross that um, he said, "Well, we got to put this guy behind some rubber uh, and and have him be our alien." But you know he. He was proven right many times that uh, he. Did an Which by the way wasn't the first time Frank
3: Ross had said that about somebody. If you've ever been to the Ross estate up in the hills, oh, you oh, know, no yeah, i never yeah. been up there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Like uh, I guess oh, we uh, we uh, had a little shindig there that you were supposed to get the invite to oh, yeah, and that's
2: right my one chance yeah. to go to the Ross Estate I mean I've been to the Roddenberry Estate and that was that's pretty great. damn cool yeah, but, but the you know Ross,
1: Ross estate? That's, that's pretty wild
2: man well yeah. because
0: he's a bit of a recluse now. Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but, how did Fred-
2: but Dan Alexander Dane, you know, to, to circle back quick, you know, he was a rising star in England. He right. was uh you know, a graduate of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. He was, you know, doing all these Shakespeare plays in London. He was doing guest spots on British television mm-hmm. and his agent talked him into moving to Hollywood. Right. Like that's the way to take your career to the next level is to come to come out to Hollywood. And I, Laurie ironically, Laurie.
3: he
1: yeah. he demanded the extra makeup to hide his face because yeah. he didn't want to be recognized yeah. doing this show. Well that right. was smart. He wanted yeah. he wanted the money, but he didn't yeah. want to be recognized
3: in know It was a 10-hour <laughs> yeah, yeah. process to right. sit yeah. in the chair. I mean, yeah. it took 10 hours to get the makeup on. It took six to get the makeup off. Because I mean, you had to reuse you... that
2: head. They didn't have the budget, right. so they had to be super careful about getting that headpiece off.
3: It totally. Apparently, he the only time he had to sleep uh, was when they were putting the makeup on. Yeah. He never actually went home at night. Yeah. Um, he barely had an opportunity to eat. Uh, yeah. Just because of the resets, so they fed him through a tube. Yeah, like while they were doing the makeup for three years. Three. I mean, how did he years. this guy put up
2: with that? I mean, you can see why he's his. You know, post Galaxy Quest, he's been kind of bitter and reluctant to right. talk about the show. It was. I know it was a pretty harsh experience. A lot of
3: highs and lows. Totally. Why he resisted doing the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and you know of course his his contentious relationship with Taggart. Right. Yeah. With with uh, yeah. Jason Nesmith. Um, but that was know. everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he, why did they all hate him so much? Because he was, a... it, they hated him because they thought that they were equal stars of the show yeah. along with him,
0: and they were wrong. When they and they were wrong. Oh, clearly it's Jason Nesmith's show. Yeah, of course. Well,
1: he, you he's know, the captain. He's the captain. The he, he's you know. the first. You know, first uh, credit on the show, and you know, I think all the other actors started going to these conventions, and uh, sort of uh, saw the adulation from the crowds, uh, from everybody, and they began to think more of their roles that's right you know and they began to feel uh emboldened and um well until nesmith entitled.
2: until nesmith
1: started going to the cons
2: well right. that's true and I then mean, he eclipsed all of them
3: and then they hated him even more right yeah. but i mean look I, Look, they, they are all great. We we have affection for all of them. But I don't recall that clip show being told from Tech Sergeant Chen's point of view. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, those, those scenes would not have been exciting. It,
0: it's so funny because a couple of years ago, I was at Cut when it first opened the Wolfgang Puck hmm. Steak Restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my steak. Yeah. And I saw him at a table and I went up. To Fred the, Kwan? No, Jason. Oh, S- Jason. Has and and I been. went up and I just said, you know. Fred look, Kwan's a vegetarian. I, I am yeah. yeah. you, yeah. cool. exactly. you know a really big fan of, um, of, of Gal- you know, Galaxy Quest. I don't, I don't believe anybody even remembers that story. Uh, whatever, and he turns away, and it's like and I don't then think I, you've
2: ever told me this. Yeah, story.
0: And, then, and then and then I mentioned, I said, uh, I said, oh yeah, you know, it's been a big influence on this new show I'm doing, and then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. Right. could not have been more friendly. Oh. oh really? Tell me about it. You could tell he was so desperate for work because. You know, he went from being a total jerk to, like, oh, just another one of these Galaxy Quest freaks to, like, oh, how cool it is. You know, it was like, oh. And then he was like, oh, we should have lunch. It's like, we should have lunch. At that point, I was, like, checked out. I'm like, well, I'm, I got to go have dinner and, you know, I'll, I'll call your agent. It's like, oh, have my number. Take my number. It was like, we so- tried to cast him
2: in uh, the reboot of Transformers that was in Transformers Prime. We wanted him to play Optimus Prime. He would have been a perfect Optimus and- Prime. And- you know he wanted he quoted some outrageous figure and like I this is an animated series it's like a man. we don't we cannot go more than double scale on this show
3: Right. he wanted right. like $140,000 right? it was insane, for, for, insane. For,
2: I was like for, a, for four
3: days of work yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. for sitting in a, four, in a, booth,
3: a <laughs> booth Yeah, exactly. for three hours with no lights in his face
2: no lights no costumes he Nobody's just has to read some words on a music stand for
0: three hours
2: he wanted $140,000 and so like because episode. you were fans
0: of his you wanted to celebrate yeah. you know what he meant to you in that show that nobody even remembers yeah, right. and then he just was a total dick
2: about it but, but you him. know we did end up getting Fred Kwan and Gwen DeMarco in that show and they couldn't have been nicer they were a delight
3: and i'll tell you who else and this is maybe giving away a, a, a little bit but you know steve and i have been trying to work together now for for 10 years after galaxy quest yeah, fell apart we were gonna
2: and, i was gonna be on your writing staff damn right show. and
3: uh and finally we, we've got an opportunity in the last year and uh and i will tell you and this is kind of a spoiler and look sometimes think these things get revoiced uh but i'll tell you who is a total sweetheart Total pro, uh you know. And frankly, we just started writing him into episodes, just again and again, just to bring him back with Fleet. Yes, Man, that oh, that's he, funny Of guy, all people, of all people, he was so great because he could just disappear yeah. into the role. Like yeah. he would forget his own name almost, and he yeah. would just give you read after read after read. And just, I mean, I can't say enough good things about there the There might be I an just...
2: episode where you have like five lines, and we'd be like, and he's like, you know, are we are we done? And we would have to like confirm, like. Can we got to give him, you know, we give we him, him some surprise. more lines. We, he yeah. came all the all way right. down here, and he has been such a cheerleader and such a sweetheart. I mean, this guy, he has got the passion, the excitement, and you know, he just loved being in Galaxy Quest well, to the extent that he was.
0: Yeah. He, he was kind of like, remember the old logo for Avis, We Try Harder? The yeah. mm-hmm. you know, guy was like, he tried hard because he, he didn't make much of an impression on the show, yeah. so but he milked his post-Galaxy he, he Galaxy now, Quest career. He didn't even have a character name for all, the longest that time. On that
2: show, yeah, and until you know, I think was, was season two, season three before they even gave him a name.
0: God, you're making me want to hook up my laserdisc player. Yeah. Well.
1: Does anyone know? Because uh, I haven't heard uh, or seen in him in anything recently, um, like within the last ten years. What happened to Tommy Weber?
3: Uh, I oh. heard that, uh, <laughs> that he, you know, and uh, prostitution, all kinds of what? Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and also, like, I mean, buying or selling. <laughs> I yeah, I hadn't heard that rumor, but he well, I got very much he he I also he heard was he was was ever heard. So. Right. Yeah. What, what, he was a little kid when sure. he made Galaxy Quest. And he was a bit of a handful on the set by all accounts. I mean he was a child, right. but you know, he was prone to headaches. Everything would give him a headache. He would shut the set down with his temper tantrums and his headaches, so they had to shoot around him and mm. but you know, he was a part of the core cast, so they, you know, they had to keep him in the show. But he he was really influenced by the show and this idea of extraterrestrial life and space exploration. He was really involved in the search for extraterrestrial life. I think he was on the board of the Carl Sagan, you know, SETI. Hmm. Search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Right. Uh, he used to do, you know, promo stuff for them, and I think he still does seminars and stuff. But it's he's got a little. and yeah,
0: yeah. maybe it was Uncle Carl who yeah. uh, taught him how to. Yeah,
3: good yeah. 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 it's not yeah. like Aaron,
0: Aaron Gray was telling us about Gary Coleman. It was like, oh, tell us about working with Gary Coleman. Oh the and she said that he was a nightmare, you know. Oh. And it was like, and it was like same thing with Tommy. These kid actors, you know, it's they too they, much pressure. It's too it's, much pressure. Yeah. They they're used to getting everything they want. People treat them. You know, like they walk on water, and then as soon as the second show's over, they got to go back yeah, to normal life. What a horrible realization! And it's really that is really hard to readjust after all. Well, oh,
2: and and it doesn't help that his parents, you know, finagled all of his money. You know, he, he well, had to like, sue his own parents. Yeah, like... How do you I mean, now from there's them? a lot
3: more protections for that those kind yeah. of things, but you still can't protect those kids from just the, the crazy uh, the crazy parents. I mean, we've certainly auditioned kids who've who've come mm. in and have been so terrifying you know, with their resumes and their preparedness and their attitude and their professional demeanor that were like, my God. It would be it would be wrong for us to cast this kid because we're just encouraging these yeah. parents to turn this kid into a robot. And yeah. and Tommy was exactly that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's, it's it should be a warning to all of us.
0: So when the show got picked up for a second season, it changed a little bit. You know, they had some new sets and they some 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 a little
2: budget bump. I think they were able to. You know, they got a some yeah they got an engine room set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your favorite season?
1: Season two. I think I would have to say that, too, because yeah. that, that's, that's the season that has my favorite episode in it. Which, which was one, Which was uh, Enemy Friend, Enemy Foe. Oh, yeah. Enemy yes. Friend, yeah. Enemy but, Foe. Again, for
0: our audience that doesn't know the show as well, what, what was that about?
1: Well, it's, it's fascinating because they had all of the main characters playing sort of almost duplicates of themselves, but as completely different people. It was sort it wasn't of like, like that, a mirror universe some Star Trek. Yeah. It was different. It, it was sort of the closest thing is like the the Wizard of Oz, mm, right? Yeah. Yes. So so they are meeting they're meeting these other uh, you know a, a couple of them were aliens and a couple of them were uh, humans and but they were playing completely different characters. But it was fascinating the way they you know did it at the time with the split screens and everything to have you know uh, uh, Nesmith playing against himself and uh, but It's just fascinating because the story uh, of basically discovering who you are through another is fascinating, and I, I, you know, and what a tour de force! It's really rewatching
2: Alexander Dane, who puts all of his training. I mean, the character that he plays in that show is so utterly different from Doctor Lazarus. Mm I mean, it's 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 incredible. It's so
1: much fun. He's so much fun. I, I mean, the and that's one of the, it's one of the first examples of, you know, showing a, a trans person, yeah. uh, you know, in... Yes, that show doesn't get enough as, credit as a, for, ...as a, as a real, that. you know,
0: sort yeah. of person. Yeah, it was really ahead of its time, I yeah. guess, you could say yeah, that. Yeah. What about you, Steve? What's your favorite episode?
2: Well, there's one also in the second season, uh, towards the end of the second season, called Whom Gods Annoy. Right. And uh, that's about the, the, the protector... Uh, uh, visits a planet and the people on the planet, you know, receive them as gods, but you know they don't understand the culture and and the way they try to sort of shepherd and administer this planet and solves its problems only makes things worse. Mm-hmm. So the people on this planet, you know, it, their society starts to crumble and 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 it, and it turns bad. I mean, everything right. just turns into a nightmare scenario. And Taggart has to they learn. They start blaming the
1: crew for their failures.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like you could imagine this as being like a prime directive story in Star right. Trek. Like maybe that's where the prime directive came out of situations like this. But it created this, this – this basically this disaster on the stage. It was kind of – it was a real downbeat episode right. because for a change, they left the planet in worse shape than they found
0: mm. it. Yeah. Well, I love you know the fact that it was always putting a spin on the Star Trek tropes, like it was aware of it. Like the episode, I forget what it was called, where uh, Fred Kwan is stranded on the planet with all those women, you know, and it's mm. like he's the only man. And normally Up it's like Telarian pleasure cruise, where, where right? Where they yeah. want to escape, yeah. but Fred wants to stay. Yeah. And was it like Charlene Tilton was the guest yeah. star on that? It was like all those great. Oh, and that guests, costume she had. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty.
2: Even by, like, early 80s standards, that was. I know. It
0: was like Pamela Hemsley, Buck Rogers type thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, and, and it's just the way he plays it. Like, you don't quite know if he's stoned or not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he just wants to stay. And when he does that whole thing, pleading with Jason, and, you know, Jason makes up that whole story about how they have to have Fred on board. They need him. The, the ship, the protector can't function without him. And he, like, really believes it. And then Dayan is like, you can see with the eyebrow. Doesn't believe, yeah. He knows he's selling him a bill of goods. Yeah. But it gets him back on the ship. And then, of course, we found out they would have eaten him. Yeah. So right. yeah. it's just as well that he went back with the crew. Oh. It's 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 interesting that the the role
1: of uh Tech Sergeant Chen was uh was written for uh, an Asian actor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um Fred Kwan goes in there uh not telling them that he had changed his name <laughs> to an Asian name. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he he basically yeah. sort of uh, stole uh, another uh, another culture to uh, you yeah, know a- cultural appro- appropriation in 1979 the, uh, appropriated the the role of an Asian actor to get yeah. the job. But that, that
0: back then that was common. It was like you would have you know um, uh, Caucasians K-Loop. playing. Well, I was I was going to say, but Caucasians playing uh, Mexicans. You know who would put Iron Cody
2: was right. an Italian. Right, yeah. playing a Native American. <laughs> you know, it was pretty common. So wh- what about you? What's your
3: favorite episode? Uh, honestly. I mean, look, uh, everybody knows I am obsessed with the fires of Uranus. Right. Uh, but I think the best episode is a little gem uh, called Today is Tomorrow's Yesterday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It is so good. It's heartbreaking. Um, and that's the episode where uh, L- Lieutenant Lurito, apparently from the future, mm-hmm. uh, comes back to warn us about an impending disaster involving the mission that we're currently on. But the question is. Is this actually Lieutenant Laredo from the future? Um, is it an alien, uh, or is it some other clever representation of Laredo uh, designed to make us doubt uh, ourselves as we right. as we as we grapple with the war that's raging on this planet?
2: Um and Robert Guillaume was great in the role of adult Laredo. Absolutely
3: heartbreaking, especially when you realize at the end that he is in fact Laredo from the future. Yeah. And his and that he was the only survivor. Yes, exactly. And he's and he can't tell us that because he is he is desperate to save us and right. at the same time he's terrified that by saving us he could he, doom he us to an doom... even worse, face, worse fate. Or doom himself. Oh, right. Mm, you know. And his relationship uh with Tommy Weber uh was just it was right. quite something. It was I think not since you know, different strokes have we seen you know, that kind of a father-son right. relationship. Well, it's funny because that's like, a yeah. show
0: where so many episodes were dopey and ridiculous, but then occasionally it would surprise you with a right. really, you know, sort of powerful, uh, potent kind of episode like that. And that was one of them. But they were few and far well, between. I
2: mean, that, of course, that was a period before the the rise of the modern writer's room. So they didn't have, you know, a staff. A it was a lot, lot of freelancers. Of, a, a lot now. of freelancers. And you didn't know what you were going to get with some of those freelancers. And, and Frank Ross, let's be honest, he couldn't do everything. No, you he couldn't. He, he delegated a lot and unfortunately but to
1: be fair i mean he he did he was able to use some of the footage from west quest in uh-huh. in uh one of the yes. episodes just sort of playing in the in the background yeah. um but uh you know uh, it was a great money saver yeah uh, you know i think that's debatable but <laughs> at, at least he at least he got royalties for it yeah. you know so he knew how to make money. That's probably why it's hard to get a copy. They probably cut the actual negative. Well,
3: that's, that's why you can't find West Coast That's probably possible too. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting.
3: Darren, when you were designing the Protector 3, mm-hmm. like what would you say were your biggest influences? What were you what were you what was like your, your guiding light?
2: And th- this was, by the way, this was for uh, we called it Galaxy Quest: The, next, the generation. next Generation. That was kind of a working title, right? right. Yeah, because yeah. you know there was a sequel series, very short-lived, uh, twenty years ago, uh, in the wake of that movie, the Galaxy Quest movie. Right. I mean, right. Know, the less said about the better. Yeah. Well, it was so um, disrespectful to yeah. the original oh, actors, oh my God. and they
0: didn't even give them cameos. No, no you know? it was terrible.
2: But they were—they made the Galaxy Quest The Journey Continues, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, they did bring back the original cast for it, but it, it really didn't work. So th- we were attempting to bring back the glory right, of the Galaxy right. Quest. So, I'm sorry. Well, look,
1: I i love the design of the original Protector. I think, you know, there's there's not a lot you can uh, do to that to make it any better. So, you know, to be quite honest, I, I just took the original and just added a, a few more engines on it. Because, you know... How can, you, how can you change something that looks so good? Well, it's
2: graceful, but it's got sort of a muscular feel to it. Those extra engine pods right. give like it that sense of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Sex because, Panther. you know, it was going Panther. to go... Well, we probably shouldn't just pitch this idea out there for free sure. because, you know, we could know,
1: still be happy to do it, of course. Right. Well, look, I, the, the gist of our take on it was that this new crew on the new Protector... Um, basically sort of had to backtrack a little bit to the missions that the original Protector uh, had gone on. and To boldly go back right. to where they had gone before. Right. Because, like like we were talking about in Whom uh, Gods Annoy, uh, some of these missions ended badly for the planets that they uh, visited. Right. And so the Protector 3 had to try and fix what went before.
0: And my favorite thing was having the attorney on the bridge as the first more, officer, you know, right. as the first officer yeah. to you know who was butting heads, but also romantic interest for Taggart. You know, basically, because her job was like to make first contact and 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 to avoid any litigation yeah. and yeah. to get them to sign, you know, uh, the, the you know uh, NDAs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of really funny that you would have a the, situation, the legal paperwork, so that the you know the Confederation wouldn't be held,
2: you know, responsible, responsible liable for liable any, for anything issues.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, if you spread a disease but you beamed down to a planet and you spread some kind of virus and killed a bunch of people, you know, they could sue you, but, yeah, you know. Right. And man, Fred Kwan was going to do
3: it, too. I
2: know. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were trying to get Nesmith but we only needed him to do captain's logs for right, us. so we, we would watch captain's log holog- holograms yeah. so they could see what he was you know his mission logs from the original the
0: original adventure and try to piece together how he'd screwed it up yeah. and do the was damage. Kind of a riff
3: on yeah. today is tomorrow's
0: yesterday yeah, yeah. Oh, super fun stuff well now why was the third season such a disaster
1: well <laughs> well there was the strike yeah of course And they started reusing old scripts and just changing the titles. Yeah. Right. That That was not a good That was a main thing. I mean, the
2: strike, you had episodes where, like, you know, Nesmith and Tommy Weber were the only actors that would cross the strike line. Right. Mm -hmm. So they made, you know, what, three or four episodes with just the two of them and a bunch of extras. So you had these guest stars, like, randomly appearing on the bridge, like... Where's Fred Kwan? Where's Gwen DeMarco? Yeah. You know, where's like where's Dr. Lazarus? Seat. They're, for they're crying on a secret mission. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There was one they were on a secret mission.
3: Uh, there was one they were sick. There right. was yeah. one where they had like phased out of our reality into yeah. a different reality. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was, how do we get back to our reality with everyone else? Yeah. But I couldn't
0: believe they said, they have the space flu. And he's oh, like, my God, like, I space like, <laughs> It's like, no, and no, it, the, wait, it was the solar flu. solar flu. The solar, solar yeah, the flu. Because they caught yeah. it down the down with the solar, solar flu. It, just and it was like, what? The solar flu? And you could tell all they
2: did was change the character names in the script with the guest stars. Right. Like, that's clearly supposed to be Dr. Lazarus. He's, his dialogue has not even changed. Yeah. And you've got, you know, some guest star saying it, some extra
3: Right, it was almost as bad as when the Dukes of Hazard replaced, uh, you know, Bo and Luke with like the two cousins. I mean, who remembers that? Like, I
2: think Joan Van Ark played uh, Gwen DeMarco's character. I mean, you know, it was clearly supposed to be, you know, Tawny Madison, but it was, you know, Joan but, Van Ark playing, I mean, so you know, Ensign, and he, whatever. And you right. knew what was
0: going on because remember in But What of Lazarus? And and and, oh. and you come to the planet and like they put him his consciousness into a giant supercomputer. Yeah. and it was like, yeah, because obviously you don't have Alexander. Dane yeah. to play him, and, and they, then he's like, "You must continue the mission without me." But then the next episode, just he's, like, he's on. They took ridiculous. vocal
2: clips over some blinky lights, and that's supposed to be Alexander know, Lazarus Dane. communicating from inside the computer yeah. memory. And they
0: filter it so you can't tell where it's yeah. looped by another actor. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's but at just, least he had the respect really not really to cross the picket line. Look yeah.
1: for all the for all the downfalls that happened during the third season, I think we can all agree that the first two seasons were golden.
0: Uh, that's the, an overstatement.
2: Well, it got off we're, to a little bit of a rocky were, start. It was fun. It found its feet by the end of the first season. The second right? season was strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's sub-Star Trek, but better than Space 1999.
3: And I think it... Uh, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, well, a lot of things... Well, look, I love Space 1999, but a lot of things are better than Space 1999. But uh, mm. but I, uh, yeah. uh, I I think you're kind of selling Galaxy Quest short. I mean, there is, it, it wasn't just a cheesy Star Trek rip-off. It was a show that I had mean it was, something to say. It was, but it, it, wasn't, was, just but it wasn't just yeah. that. It, it was a show that had something to say, and it said it, Did it every week 26 times a year, whether we liked it or not. It just kept saying it. Uh, you know, one episode at a time. And the effects don't hold up at all. Oh, no, yeah, but the pretty, protector's a great design. I mean, I it's a That's great design. Just,
0: but I mean, I think it's horrible that they can't put it on high def because all the effects were done low res on video. and And it's just like...
2: You know, Jeff Walters, who designed The Protector, Mm -hmm. you know, he's really someone who's on the level with, you know, a Ralph MacQuarie or a uh, Andrew Probert or a Matt Jeffries.
0: You guys really love this show, don't you?
1: Of course. That's why we're doing this
2: retrospective. You know, I have a lot of affection for it. It's not, I would not argue that it's a great show. It's not, of course, not as good as Star Trek. No. But it holds a special place in my heart. I was the right age. It was the right show Mm -hmm. for me at that time. And it lives largely in my memories because
0: it's, it's unavailable. I just it's like Star Trek Two came out. And it's like I could care less about Galaxy Quest at that point. Well, you know, it was like, oh, okay, Star Trek's back. Who needs this? You know, rip off of Star Trek.
2: You could argue that you know, Galaxy Quest ended its run in in 1982. Mm-hmm. You could argue that it was. 1982 that killed Galaxy Quest. That was such a pivotal year for genre entertainment. It was just one iconic thing after another, from you know Road Warrior and ET and Blade Runner and Star Trek II and Conan the Barbarian and The Thing and you know just one amazing film after another. And And Galaxy
3: Quest was showing the age of its origins. I mean, it just it just kind of was. It just didn't. It stopped feeling relevant at the same time that it stopped being good, yeah. you know, because I think Frank Ross was kind of stepping back from the show. He was spending more time at the house, yeah. you know, compound. I mean, <laughs> the compound, I think just the, the pressure of dealing with the actors. Did he, was a you, li- so
2: you've been. Is there actually a lagoon pool? There at is the, actually like, a lagoon like pool. Like the Playboy Mansion? Yes.
3: Oh and I went into it and I remember sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I am sitting in the lagoon pool. Where uh, Galaxy Quest was conceived, and then I thought this was where Frank Ross Jr. was conceived, <laughs> yeah, and I got assumption. up out of the lagoon. Oh. I just, but still, I mean, the stories that you hear about things that happen in that lagoon, the cast parties—I mean, come on, man. I mean, uh, I, I mean, look, I don't blame Frank Ross at all for starting to collapse a little bit at, during the third uh, and, season. You know, but, and he,
2: he sold out to make. You know, he took the paycheck for the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, right. in, in, was it 99, 2000?
3: Well, when you get divorced 99. 10 times, right. I yeah, mean... 10
2: times. That's, a, that's bad even for Hollywood standards. That's
3: right. I mean, that makes Glenn but Larson our friend, positively you know, committed. That's... Our friend Bill George worked
2: on the movie, right. and the, the his movie version of The Protector is is quite good. It really it's is. It's a beautiful update. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful recreation. You and it's hanging to movie. this day in Industrial Light and right. Magic in the Presidio in San Francisco. It's in a stairwell along with the, uh, the enemy ship, uh... Right.
0: The, what were those villains? They made them up for the I don't movie. know. They, they, made they them were up. really um, dumb,
2: but the crabhead aliens.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember going up there too. It was on another project and it never ended up happening. But he went on at length. He was very proud of that pool because he mm. would say that when you go in the pool, there's like these minerals, you know, like, like a hot springs kind of thing that make you smarter. He called it the IQ. He didn't call it the lagoon pool. He called it the IQ pool. What? And he said, mm. going in this pool makes you smarter. And I said, Are you trying to get me to go on the pool? No, 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 not you. He says, <laughs> yeah. I. I yeah. mean, the general. Yeah. 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 And he says, I try and, I, you know, say, come to the IQ pool. I said, Is that your pickup line? He says, Well, <laughs> you know. And, and I well, said, Well, I don't know how later, that you got yeah. that big brain on that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The IQ pool. Oh, well, my God. I,
1: I want to throw this question out yeah. How would you feel about a reboot? Of Galaxy Quest. A complete Quest. reboot.
3: A complete reboot. Like a so the hard Galaxy
0: break. Quest.
1: Just redoing the original show. You know, much like the Galactica reboot. Ah. Right. Interesting.
2: I mean, obviously, we had our our sequel series right. in mind, which I would still love to do.
1: Absolutely. A reboot. But who would you cast for the reboot? Oh, yeah. Who would you
2: cast
3: as Taggart? Oh, my Ryan God. Ryan Gosling.
1: Well,
2: could we get him? I don't know.
3: But, you know, in the age of It'd streaming, Netflix would pay for it. Yeah, yeah, they'd pay That's for him true, as Taggart. That'd be great.
0: And then Gwen DeMarco. Who's Gwen DeMarco? Who is Gwen DeMarco? Margot Roby. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, are are you casting the movie version not yeah, yeah, the TV yeah, version? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need
2: TV budget. Yeah, the <laughs> only reason I think we
3: could get Gosling is because he's a huge fan of Galaxy Quest. I found that is out. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: cool. Alexander Dane is... Zachary Quinto <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would, that's pretty funny actually be pretty yeah, good. Zachary Quinto and I think Fred Quan, you've got to Fred Quan playing well he's uh, still text, around text man a, he could come he back, Henry, come back yeah, he yeah. could come back and then you got to recast uh, you know Tommy he, he obviously had, um, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. yeah unfortunately like, sadly Yeah, but you know you could do that as a CG character yeah. you know you right. don't need to uh, or you could cast it as a girl or yeah, yeah that's probably that's probably the we'll way to go get
2: Millie Bobby Brown yeah great idea Stranger Things
3: that's good
0: um, or no, J.C. Brady, She's available. You're know, trying re- to find her work. Who? J. Well, from Tapestry. She was on the show. A right, right. Yeah, she'd be oh. great. We're, 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 yeah. um,
3: I don't know how. I mean, this my only problem with doing a, a hard reboot is I, I I guess because I just like Guy so much as a human. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a hard time imagining Galaxy Quest without
0: Guy.
1: What about casting him as Taggart?
0: No. He would. Mm. No, he doesn't have the gravitas. Now, I don't uh, think so. He could he could be in,
2: maybe an admiral or something. Mm, at, yeah, uh,
0: right. He's like you know Victor Garber on Orville, where he just occasionally phones yeah. in.
1: Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's tough, right? But you know, the he, there was a special. Iconic... There
2: was
0: such a special chemistry, and they were right. such iconic. Yeah, but now to... that there've been all these Star Trek ripoffs, you're know, not ripoffs. Homages like uh, you know Orville and 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 and. uh Discovery and all these things are, you know, will, um, you know, is there a place for Galaxy Quest, you know, that, that really, you didn't reinvent the wheel, it kind of just polished the wheel. Well, what if we Put just in the did, tire. you know, Galaxy Quest Taggart? Oh, oh an old Taggart. An old, an old Taggart. Taggart. You see see uh, what, what's going on in his life after, you know, now use the original Jason, have Jason come back and right. play him as an old man. Because he's, you know, he he
2: is really, he's he's pretty bitter. And, you know, when you think that after Galaxy Quest was canceled, the shows that he was up for and didn't quite get. I mean, he was going to be Don Johnson's role on Miami Vice. He was going to be, you know, Thomas Magnum on Magnum P.I.
0: He was going to be. You know, Dirk Benedict's character on the Eighteen is going to be like face him. man. People yeah. didn't like him. Yeah. he was he was rude and yeah. and he he you know he, entitled. And that's what all his cast members say. But yeah. maybe that dynamic could be useful for
3: the character. That's right, and maybe he could he's use learned it. something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like that that sort of experience, and so we could you know leverage that in you know, developing the Because the character
1: the show. of Taggart would probably be really bitter, too. Yeah. After all these years of non you know non action,
3: you imagine like you know three decades of just kind of being out to pasture of like people looking at his record and you know Second this
2: guessing every decision every, every decision. sending lawyers out into space right. to fix his problems that's right not fix really appreciating mistakes. the things that, yeah. that he
3: had not really appreciating the things that he had accomplished that he'd accomplished the hard way yeah right and just kind of putting him on a path towards redemption Um, You know, there would be a great opportunity to go back and kind of like meet some of the other actors and sort of just bring them in when we wanted them. Well, you
2: know, maybe there's – we can finally do the full-blown romance between him and – you know, and Kendall Marshall Channel.
0: I don't know if you want to see that consummated. Plus, you well, know. they
2: were almost, they were engaged yeah. during the run of the show, the two of them. There was, there was some real chemistry going it on. Again, you know, off it's again. show it chemistry, yeah, but, right. you
0: know, like shows always ruined. Like, you know, that's why it was good
3: night court. They never got married, you know. Wouldn't it be right. great if, like, you know, they were supposed to get married and then it fell apart, but she ran off and, uh, and she Wait, married uh, Guy Fleegman. Oh my <laughs> like, God! That, Guy see, that's Fleegman. funny. That would
0: be. That, I that's can see him being so bitter because Gwen, the true, the real love of his life, which he could never admit, and because he couldn't say I love you to her, ends up marrying Guy Fleegman. Yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. red shirt, Rock Ingersoll. It's like at least I knew <laughs> yeah. he would be there. <laughs> the Sergeant security 10. chief, Ingersoll. Ingersoll. 10. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think there are a lot of possibilities. Or actually, the most interesting version is she marries, you know, Doctor Lazarus. Right. Yeah, Yeah. and then he would really there'd be your old friends who are now right. But is Doctor
3: Lazarus capable of giving that much of himself, of of expressing the depth of love that no? But
2: she is capable of doing this to piss off Taggart. Oh my God! Okay, so
0: it's not that they necessarily uh, real. There's real love there, but she could appeal to uh, Lazarus's ego. But it's all because she wants to piss off Taggart, so she gets married to Doctor Lazarus. And then, you know, Taggart is so angry that it brings him back to, to to active duty.
1: And actually, you know, now that, you know, the restrictions on content are mm. less so on certainly streaming uh, uh, channels... Um, it might be interesting to explore some of the Mokhtar love rituals that they talked yeah. about on the show mm, right. but actually never explained yeah, but where are
3: we going to get the stuntmen who are the, that flexible yeah, yeah that completely limber. yeah and are going to like sign the waivers I think I mean, we you're got a being taste, too negative we about We got
2: a this. taste yeah. of that but it was a, it was a more you know a conservative time there was the episode friends never forget where right. uh, uh, Lazarus was pregnant and right. we found out he was pregnant with his mother's child right, right. that because was and that that yeah. was that was a mind blower how would you have how is a man a male pregnant with his, his mother's right. child but that's what made it fraught for me we yeah. learned that the, the their species passes eggs down through generations and that egg was f- fertilized by a series of incidents in the episode and 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 it was fertilized within his vulvic sac But you know, it it was all for naught because we just we learned at the end it was all he just had indigestion from some bad tick blood ticks. But
0: he was this close to being his own grandpa. I would like to see a Galaxy Quest take place because you know, for the show called Galaxy Quest, there's not a lot of questing, right? And there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of galaxies. Galaxies. (laughs) So I would like to see that. That's just me. One, um, any one, last one, thoughts? Well, you
2: know, and you know, there's so many great things that came out of Galaxy Quest. We have, of What's course, the, the great saying, never give up, never surrender. Sure. But everyone forgets another line that was came out of Galaxy Quest but had a whole second life, and that's, have it your way. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a line right. from Galaxy Quest that the Burger King Corporation right. took for yeah. their commercials. It became their tagline. Which board. is
0: ironic because there's, like, no Galaxy Quest merchandise. Yeah. I mean, I've looked for it. There was the I've... model
2: kit. That's yeah. about right. it, yeah. and and I think they had some toy, uh, you know, uh, toy. Uh, yeah. what, uh, but no action figures. Well,
3: there's the there's the the Frank Ross Vault, uh, where they have uh, this is the closest thing we have to toys, where you can go back and you sort of see like some of the props from the show, mm-hmm. like the Ross Vault is, is up there
0: like in the uh, in the mansion and all that. But it, does he still have that stuff? He still has. Oh, that see, stuff. see, but the best stuff. I don't know if you ever met Marty Abrams from Mego. Is they were going to do the Galaxy Quest line after Star Trek after the Star Crazy. Trek the Motion Picture, but Star Trek oh, the Motion Picture line God. bombed so bad, Mego went out of business, and they never put out the Galaxy Quest. But action Did they figures. do prototypes? That's the question. Yeah, well, that's if what I'm if saying. So, we should try to find. Them. They yeah. did do prototypes. I don't think they did the entire cast, but I know they did tag uh, And they, but they used other people's likenesses. Like it's really weird. Like I could swear that Gwen DeMarco was on Nichelle Nichols' body from Star Trek, oh, which wow. makes no sense because it's like. Her head, but it's Nichelle Nichols' body. It's mm-hmm. almost like a transporter accident. But maybe that was just for the prototype. I don't know.
2: Was it? I, I thought I heard that uh, uh, Adam West's likeness was used for the Taggart face.
0: Hmm. I, I think it was. Yeah. Because he and looked nothing like him. It looks nothing like him. Yeah. So it, it looks more like Adam West than it looks like uh, Jason Nesmith. So that's really, yeah. <sighs> I, love I think those they toys. just took their other action figures yeah. and, like, because they were on the way out and just trying to, you know, come up with what they could. Because then they had characters that weren't even in the show yeah. and aliens that weren't in the show. Yeah. Mm. And I think that they were just from other people. They could lines. just
2: put some different costumes, the Galaxy Quest jumpsuit right. on, on, a, on a Star Trek Migo or a, a, you know, a Chips or Dukes of Hazard Migo or something. Totally. You know that's... Welcome back, Cotter Migo. Exactly. Sweathogs. Sweathog,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the legacy, Darren, of uh, Galaxy Quest?
1: You know, it's hard to say, I, I wish they would somehow release the original episodes again. Um,
0: I mean, Ross is still alive, right? I mean... I, so they say. Okay, I, I, Why I know, is he
2: holding on to these rights so I know you're going to
0: be upset with me because you, you haven't announced it yet. But I know you've been working on new effects, mm-hmm. and that you're trying to get the studio interested in putting it out with they, new effects. Is, is anything happening with that? I mean, they're interested, but again,
1: uh, Mr. Ross is is uh, is playing hardball with them. No. So,
0: on what? gosh, it's ridiculous. He he doesn't realize that this is the last chance. I think yeah. he's been spending he's been too much 40, time in the IQ yeah. pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it's you know it's the it's having the opposite effect. Yeah. I think yeah. his IQ is uh is but, descending. You
1: know, some of the some of the effects we've come up with for it are you know for our presentation, were really work well, and we try you know been trying to you know keep up with the. Unfortunately, the quality of the video of the live action, wow. uh, which is very difficult to make it, you know, look cohesive. But um, you know, I would love to see that happen. But I'm fine if they just release the original episodes as they are. Cool. Honestly, yeah. at this point, I mean
2: that's what we remember. Yeah. Yeah. And no. be that You know. So I'll never the, get yeah. rid of my
0: LaserDisc player. Yeah. So um, or my Selectivision player for that one episode, Fires <laughs> <laughs> it Rains. So. Um, Legacy, what's the legacy in the future of, of, uh, of Galaxy Quest, sir?
3: So, um, Star Trek gave us characters that we wanted to be. It was aspirational. Uh, Starfleet was filled with people who were more competent than we could ever hope mm-hmm. uh, we could ever be. And what was wonderful about Galaxy Quest is that Galaxy Quest wasn't about that. It was about right. people... Who would aspire to be us, right? Who were about as competent as our neighbors. It's as if we were there. That's right. Right. You know, it's they are just muddling through one day at a time. And um, they don't always succeed, but we love them anyway.
0: I take it further than what you – I think you're on the right track. You said Star Trek is a world in which we aspire to be. Galaxy Quest is characters we aspire not to be. That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah. It's 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 a cautionary tale, but it's one that we have characters we for. can feel
2: superior to yeah, that's, that's right yeah. exactly but, but
3: want to succeed I think yeah. that's that is the key right. we watch every week because we think this time Charlie Brown is like is gonna kick that football right that's essentially what that show was every week there's a football and you know Taggart is Charlie Brown the crew is Charlie Riding Brown
2: up to kick that football and
3: every week they fall on their ass but you know what it's okay we watch it because we love them oh, and I right. think
2: and like us they pick themselves
0: up right. and they go on to another they
2: well, you well, you never say give say up they, they never, never surrender, surrender. Right. right,
0: it's more realistic because Star Trek was a meritocracy, yeah. but you know people tended to fail upwards in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. This is about the more Quan yeah. screwed up, yeah. the more successful right. he would be. And Taggart, the more arrogant, the more full of himself and narcissistic. You know, it seemed like he was getting medals from Starfleet and How else the, the could fleet.
2: you know Guy Fleegman, you know Rock Ingersoll, you know, rise to be the chief of security on right. that show of all people, Guy? It Fleegman? was the blue
3: collar yeah. Star Trek in a way. Yeah, that's right. Well, And I think that's got to be the future. I think yeah. if, the, if the if the reboots, the remakes, the sequels, the films, whatever, get away from that fundamental identity yeah, uh, of Galaxy Quest, they will fail. Or it'll just be another knockoff of
0: some other franchise. I'm so glad that on the 40th anniversary, we could celebrate this unsung television series that inspired so much and gave us so much joy. Right. Because really, Galaxy Quest, at the end of the day, it's super fun. Yes, it's flawed. Yes, it was not perfect. It was imperfect, it, but uh, it was, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was great. And and we love to sort of, uh, who knows? Showcase. Maybe, maybe
1: if that awful movie hadn't come out, we would yeah. be, you know, talking a different story about the future of Galaxy Quest. Yeah.
0: But uh, but now it's a joke. It's once yeah, you've it's done a joke. once you've done Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, you they can't, can't do un- Frankenstein. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, guys, thanks for joining us, Steve Melching. So great to have you back ah, to talk pleasure. about the legacy and uh, of uh, Galaxy Quest. Uh, Ashley, uh, I Thank hope. Thank you this series happens you know It's not you never know it's not for not for one of trying yeah, yeah you know so anyway and Darren as always my co-host thank you uh, for joining us here it's a pleasure Inglorious Glorious Trexperts and if you're a fan of this podcast you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts like the 430 movie in which this band of inglorious bastards celebrates uh, curates a week of classic uh, movies <laughs> and of course Quite uh harsh oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Inglorious we Galaxy Quest I fans. I thought we were Trexperts. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, check out Questpert. Rebel Quest the Rogue, Persperts. a Star Wars podcast, as well as Two on Who, a new Doctor Who podcast, as well as Best Movies Never Made, every other Monday. If you enjoy this podcast, as always, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all. And we are going to be reading uh, um, uh, your, the best posts from the Apple Podcast reviews, so uh, keep them coming. And uh, you can also watch uh, Inglorious Trexperts now on Electric Now. Available on Stir, Distro TV, and Zumo TV, and the Electric uh, Now app coming soon, where you'll be able to watch Electric Surge 24 7. Also, a very special thanks to uh, Bill Ritter and everyone here at Electric Surge Network, including producers Natalie Miscali and, of course, Dean Devlin, without whom this show would not be possible. You're not going to ask them their favorite episodes? Did you guys, are you guys familiar with Galaxy Quest at all? Did you watch the show when you were younger? Oh, Peter, you saw it back in the day. You were young. You, you, so most people, you oh. saw every episode. Yes. Wh- which is your favorite? Uh, the Naked Future is right up there. Oh, the Naked yeah, Future, yeah, that was good. Sure. Yeah. 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 especially
3: yeah. since they shot that everybody was in the nude the whole yeah. time.
0: Yeah, but the camera work like, you know, before they, Austin Powers yeah, did it, they yeah, did, they did. Yeah. very strategically
2: placed p- set pieces. I will
0: never props. forget that cucumber. And, oh my God! No. God. I mean, I couldn't re- believe I was watching. I that. mean, like, I, I, know, was, like, I, was, I was like time ten time years time old. So Gwen, Gwen Demarco, even though she wasn't nude, nude, but the yeah. implication of her being yeah, nude, yeah. that was pretty hot. Yeah, okay. yeah. But What about you, uh, uh, Bill? You ever see? Uh, you ever see it? No,
2: um, uh, this has been very informative. Thank you.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Always glad to help provide scholarship on this show. So uh, anyway, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Dean Devlin. And until next week, keep trek on trekking and gloriously, of course. Never give up. Never surrender.